Welcome to The Behaviorist with Work Wisdom, where we help you adopt high-performance mindsets, behaviors, communication, and culture. I'm your host, Sarah Colantonio. Our intention for The Behaviorist podcast is to share accessible, concrete practices that you can weave into your whole life to begin a shift toward joy and meaningful achievement. Today, we're turning our focus on equitable work, and we're grateful to have Dun and Shay Sanders from Work Wisdom joining us. And uh, so, Dun and Shay, welcome. Thank you for having me. So you and I present an equitable work workshop uh, from time to time, and so um, I'm thankful for you coming in to have this conversation. Um, I, so I want to start with a, a kind of a personal question. Um, why, why are you so interested in this subject and in the topic of equity in the workplace? Well, for me, um, sadly, it comes from a place of hurt and a little bit of pain. Mm. So, you know, fresh out of college, my first opportunity in this professional workplace uh, for my career. And, you know, I had a lot of high hopes and dreams that I was hoping to achieve at Mm. this organization and sadly was met with a lot of issues with management employees as far as me being able to share my opinions and Mm. my views on things so a lot of you know the struggle that I had was seeing things that weren't necessarily working property whether it was policies or procedures or uh, employees not being treated fairly and so me actually going to upper management and saying hey these things aren't right what is it that we can do to change these so that everyone feels like they're Mm. included everyone feels as though their voice is heard and it was not um I'd say it was not appreciated, and at times I definitely felt ostracized and judged by Mm. sharing my opinion. So, you know, it definitely, you know, after separating from the company, it definitely gave me a different perspective and pushed me to look a lot more into equity and saying what are things that we can do personally to enforce equity and to make people care. Yeah. Yeah, it seems like there is a lot of interest in this topic, especially after the incident at Starbucks. Yeah, it's not like equity or inequity is this new thing that definitely <laughs> we need to dive into. Um, I I always think about the story that we start with in our workshop when we talk about the curtain story, yes. um, where we um, back in the 1970s, you know, it was so common in symphonies that there was basically only men were in these symphonies and and during in the 1970s it was like after the feminist movement the women's movement and and women were like what's going on here right. <laughs> there right. were women musicians and so in order to create equity uh and ha- and and see you know who's actually going to be hired for these positions and symphonies they put up a curtain so that um if you're going to try out for the symphony the conductor could not see who was trying out. So it didn't matter if you had, you know, punk hair or whatever, <laughs> if you're a man or a woman, you would just be basically judged on your performance. And um, so I think, you know, the notion that there's these ways to, to even the playing field, I think is such a relief because uh, in our research, we've learned so much about how having equity has all these massive benefits and so um you know if it means alleviating pain like 
a lot of times it comes out of pain, right? It comes out of this recognition of this is painful. I'm in an organization. My voice isn't being heard. And so then you feel shut down. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and it can range from, you know, horrible uh, abuse and and sexual harassment um, uh, or racism uh, to just those little things like being your idea of being ignored Mm -hmm. in a meeting that still can cut really deep. So, um, I think that makes this such an important topic. So let me let me clarify for listeners too. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about what we mean when we're talking about equitable work? Sure. So at least personally, equitable work is <clears throat> excuse me a place where people feel included, mm. people um, are treated fairly. Mm-hmm. And their voices can be heard without judgment or being ridiculed. And it's it's a safe place for everyone, yeah. you know, regarding policies, procedures, and just, you know, opinion shared on topics. Everyone is able to have an equal, well, not necessarily equal, but um, everyone is able to have a piece of the pie. Yeah. So one of the things, I have this uh, quote in front of me, it's the definition of equity, and we often share this definition with others. Equity is just and fair inclusion, and equitable society is one in which all can participate and prosper. The goals of equity must be to create conditions that allow all to reach their full potential. In short, equity creates a path from hope to change. (laughs) I think that's a I love that positivity. (laughs) Going off of that definition, how is equity different than equality? I think this is something that sort of confuses people sometimes and definitely did me in the in the past. How do you how do you look at that differently? Equity, equality. So and that's why I had to um, apologize from when I said, you know, it there being it being equal. Um, So. From my perspective, equality is everyone is given the same chances for things no matter no matter where their their starting place is. So, mm-hmm. you know, whether, you know, someone has more money or whether someone has less money, whatever the case may be, like equality is giving everyone the same amount of something mm-hmm. regardless of their starting point. And for me, equity is giving each person what it is that they need. Mm-hmm. Um, to be successful yeah. in their work. Yeah. So like the idea that if you know one person has gone to all the right schools, for example, Correct. and been mentored throughout their you know high school and college years and they get into a position in a, in a successful company, they, they might not struggle so much to have success in that company, whereas somebody that maybe went to like a state school or they you know they didn't have their parents weren't constantly um uh helping them and encouraging them and maybe they didn't have you know a teacher that was like this is this is going to be helpful for you sure so maybe they need like extra mentorship or guidance um that would create in my head i kind of picture that that would create more equity definitely if that person is you know a coworker of the other one they have they have a better chance at both being successful. Sure. So why is it helpful to build for workplaces to build equitable practices? I always feel like this is kind of a softball question, but sometimes people need to (laughs) to recognize why, why is this good? Besides the fact that it's 
it's the right thing to right. do. Well, I'm going to say three things. Okay. <laughs> Retention, profitability, and morale. Okay. Um, I know personally, if I am at a workplace where I feel as though my voice is heard, mm. I'm included in the conversation, mm. and that my views are appreciated, of course I'm going to stay there longer. Right. Um, I have no problem, you know, punching the clock and pushing in those extra hours if I'm feeling as though the things that I'm doing are making an impact and the people that I'm doing it for are appreciating the work that I'm doing. Yeah. Um, and then as far as profitability, it makes you more money. You know, when you've got people working at your organization that are happy to do the work that they're doing and they feel like they're being appreciated and that their opinions are valued, mm -hmm. They're definitely going to come in and do a bomb job mm -hmm. and yeah. it's going to make you, it's going to continuously make you money. And then also, you know, having a diverse environment of people and having this inclusive environment, you're getting so many different perspectives mm -hmm. and you're getting so many different opinions on things. And I think that it just is allowing your business to continue to grow in the right direction. Um, and then morale, people mm -hmm. are happier mm -hmm. when you're able to come in and, you know, be yourself and feel as though you're not judged for being different or for, you know, saying, hey, this this policy does not apply to everyone or mm -hmm. this this is not this is unacceptable. Yeah. Um, it just makes you happy. It makes you feel good to be there. Absolutely. So are there any concrete practices for improving self-awareness regarding unconscious bias? I, I know the answer to this. <laughs> <laughs> sure. So the IET, which is the implicit association test, it is an assessment that, measure, that measures your uh, implicit or unconscious biases. So for example, if you have um, an unconscious bias to disabled people or you know people of color, mm -hmm. it's going to measure and show you which group or which which public it is that you're a little bit more sensitive to yeah so it's really growing in self-awareness right yes. this this test which it's free harvard it's harvard started it and you can go online and i think you and i have both taken it yes. i haven't taken the full thing i've taken Same. some of the portions but it is really illuminating and it's also really humbling i think that for me personally I wouldn't necessarily want to go and share my same <laughs> my outcomes with uh, somebody else but but what is helpful I think is knowing okay you know we all have these biases we're always more prone to be um, accepting of people that we consider more like us so right. it's the important thing is to recognize okay I have a bias towards you know if it's people of color or if it's you know, somebody in a wheelchair or whatever, you know, whatever the range, it was pretty wide Yeah. to recognize, okay, now I know this about myself and then what behavior, what am I going to do to mitigate, you know, like in the beginning talking about that curtain, what curtain am I going to use uh, now that I have this information? Right. So yeah, I think the IT, I think that's a, that's a really good example of like, how, how can I grow in self-awareness? in this way sure. you have to be pretty open-minded yes it. you do um, yeah. and you know self-awareness is the first step to trying to to handle this beast yeah so what are some tools for creating more equity in the workplace which ones or which one would you recommend for our listeners 
Well, first I'm going to say there's so many. Yeah. Uh, but I feel like one of the most important is diversity in interviewing. Mm-hmm. Um, I know me personally, I've been a part of group interviews yeah. and I feel like it's beneficial for, you know, the person that's coming into the organization mm-hmm. just as just as much for the people who are part of the organization. And so for for those who who are not, you know, sure as to what group interviewing is, usually what will happen is you'll have um, a good bit of people from either the management team or that are going to be working with this individual. And it's really great because the individual coming in gets to see that, you know, it's an inclusive environment. They're really interested and happy to have so many different perspectives in on this interview process to make sure that you're the good, you know, to make sure that you're right fit and to make sure that you're going to work well with everyone. But also, I think that it's great for the person that's coming into the organization to be able to say, wow, you know, they've got all of these people mm-hmm. that I'm going to be working with that are coming in to see how well it is that yeah. we're going to work together if we mesh good. So, you know, d- diversity and in interviewing would be a very big uh, tool that I would recommend to use. Yeah, I, I like that one. The other one I think I made, I mentioned it a little bit early on, is the mentorship. Sure. And so having that be just part and parcel of your organization that the new uh, employees coming in are mentored so everybody has this chance at success in whatever industry it is and I I just think that's so important I love the idea of of uh, either you know they're naturally matched with somebody who's an executive in their field or however it is that that the organization wants to do it but making sure that that they're paired up I mean there's so much wisdom that you can gain yes, there that is. if you're not if you're not mentored you just you're you're flying blind right. and hoping you make the right choices and um, of course you know we're gonna fail in our uh, attempts sometimes but to have to have a mentor in our field I mean I think that's really key and making that part of it is such a I think a great tool for equity. So if there's one mindset or behavior communication practice that's helped you personally become more equitable in your work, what would, what would that be? Asking questions. Um, I know for some people may seem like a very small step, but it has a very large Mm -hmm. impact. Uh, You know, myself in, in particular, a lot of the times if I was, you know, put in a situation or if there was something going on at a company that I was working for that I felt like, you know, didn't necessarily apply to everyone or if there were some issues there, um, you know, going on with employees, whatever the case may be, you know, taking the time to step in and ask, you know, why are we choosing to do it this way? Um, you know, did we think about these parties? Did we think mm-hmm. about this party? I feel like is a great way to start the conversation and create that dialogue. And then it's also a way to be able to share, you know, different opinions and perspectives. And that may, that person may say, you know what, we probably do need to make some changes to this policy because yeah. it doesn't apply to everyone or yeah. it's not, you know, the best look for our organization at this time. Yeah. So, yeah, I love that idea of asking questions. The power of that is really big. That's come up in past podcasts, too, the simplicity of that, but the power of it. So what advice do you have for our listeners when it comes to being intentional about preventing, managing, transmitting, and transmuting inequity at work? What, What advice do you have? I'd say speaking up. Okay. Taking the time when you've either noticed or seen something or heard, you know, you could be working and seeing um, an employee 
treating someone badly due to the color of their skin mm. or because they're a disabled person, whatever the case may be. And so, you know, taking the time to speak up and say, this is wrong. This is not how this should be done. Mm -hmm. And that could be through way of, you know, word of mouth, you going to your CEO or if they have a board or an individual that's a little bit higher up, that'll be able to handle it. Um, or even, you know, writing an anonymous letter mm -hmm. to, like I said, either a board member or someone in your yeah. human resources department. But taking the time to let someone know that it's an issue so that it can be corrected is a big part of it. Yeah. I, that idea of like bystander training yes. has been, has been so helpful. It's almost like people are more empowered to speak up sure. when they see things. Cause it's not that they're not seeing it, but it's like, they don't know what to say. So scripting that and giving them the concrete words right. uh, and ways to intervene can be, that's made such a big difference. Yes. So thank you so much, Donche. I'm really grateful for you um, being part of this movement of helping world changers in the workplace to enhance their individual and collective team performance. Thank you, listeners, for downloading The Behaviorist. We hope you'll subscribe. Stream our next episode. We're going to dive into influence so we can become more potent and even more powerful versions of ourselves. Please reach out to us through our website, workwisdomllc.com. You can enjoy work with some press and productions, ask questions and suggestions of topics you'd like us to explore in future episodes. Thank you so much for listening.